Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Roel Coombs and we are sitting in May 26th. Gorgeous day out today. A little rainy day. Lots of people out at the garden centers. It was great to see a whole bunch of new people um, that are coming out to, to see us and uh, experiencing the Spruce It Up and, and the garden center experience that we're trying to, to give everybody. So I really appreciate everyone coming all the way out from all parts of the city. And uh, and uh, all around um, southern Alberta, so it's great to see everybody out. And I uh, just want to mention, if you're anywhere near the radio station, um, drive down 29th Street, and there's an awesome tulip display at, uh, at somebody's house, and they have these garden globes in the front yard. And it's between it's on 29th Street and it's between 33rd and 17th Ave. It's just gorgeous. They have all the tulips are up like crazy, and then they have these garden globes. It's just it's stunning. It's a it's a gorgeous display of of flowers and uh, garden ornaments like with these garden globes, all really colorful. They've done a really really nice job. So kudos to whoever that is. And uh, if you get people driving by and saying hi. That's uh, hopefully you don't mind, but it's uh, just that they've done big batches of tulips, and I love what they've done with their garden globes. I wasn't too sure about the garden globes when I drive by in the winter as much, because they. But now I see what they're trying to achieve, and it's it's phenomenal. It looks great, great, great. So love those different gardening thick um, structures and landscape designs that people do, and uh, always like to appreciate that when somebody's done something so nice. So looks. Great. And speaking of tulips, I got a, I want to move a bunch of tulips. Can I do it now? Actually, you can't. It's better to wait, let them finish blooming, go through the thing, let them die back and let them do their thing, re-energize the bulbs. At that point, take them out of the ground, let them dry out, put them in a cool, dark place, and then just plant them in the fall. And then you should be able to move them no problem at that time. And they should survive perfectly. You might want to just get a little bit of that um, Bordeaux. It's a fungicide dust. You might just want to give them a little dusting of that when you put them in. Just put them in some dry uh, cocoa moss or peat moss or something like that. And uh, put them there and you should be totally fine. So... Um, love to see that and uh, enjoy enjoy your tulips and then you can move them. But yeah, that's that that uh, tulip display is sticking in my head. I had uh, it's one of the nicest ones I've seen in a long time and uh, and it's doing phenomenally. And what else do I need to chat about today? It's we should be past the and <laughs> Pat happy it didn't snow last night. Yeah, it was getting close because even this morning I noticed there's a. The, the dew was almost changing to a, a light crusting of almost frost, but uh, it, it said it was plus two, but felt like minus one. But yeah, it was definitely a little chilly this morning. I noticed that on the rooftops and uh, I was up fairly early. 4.35 this time of year I kind of go to bed a little bit early sort of 10 or 11 o'clock but I'm up at like 4.30 and just uh, pumping ready to go so love this time of year it's uh, lots of fun lots of good things going on if you'd like to join me the phone lines are wide open at 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770 and those are the talk and text lines I've already got a couple texts 
And I got a few phone calls, but we do have some lines open. Right now, I'm going to go to Krista in Innisfil. Good morning, Krista. Good morning. How are you today? Good, good. How can I help you? I have um, a beautiful ornamental lilac tree in the front of the house yep. on the south side. We've had it for about seven years, always beautiful. Last year, we had quite a few branches that it looked like it was winter kill. We just assumed it was. Mm-hmm. And this year, the tree is brown, but it's not dead. Like the branches are all pliable, and I am seeing tiny little leaf buds on there. But you can't see it when you're yeah. looking at it. What, that's, what that kind of tells me is that it probably went to bed fairly dry last fall because we had a really oh. dry fall. Oh, so that's okay. when when I talk about watering in in the fall, it's really important because it, it lets the moisture and lets the tree download and have moisture right. in there. So when it goes to push the, the leaves in the spring, it has enough energy and nourishment to okay. fill the foliage because okay. you just think that thing has to create all that foliage from within. It's quite amazing right. when you, if you right. stop and think about it. Uh-huh. So I think about uh-huh. how does that tree create all that foliage, but it needs the nourishment and it needs water. Right. And right. Uh, so what I would do and uh, is give it a, put the soaker hose around it, yeah. let the water soak in nice and deep. Mm-hmm. And if you have some Rage Plus, I would give right. it a shot of Rage Plus. Okay. And that should definitely give it a chance. So give it a boost, eh? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Great. I have another quick, quick question sure. from my sister. Okay. She has two lipstick plants inside her house. Okay. And they're both blooming beautifully. One is dripping like a sweet, sweet nectar. Is yep. that nectar? Yes. It's just sort of, and sometimes they sweat sugar. It's just, that's all it is. Oh, I see. So no worries there. Nope. Okay. No, and that one might even be one that it, I wouldn't put it right in the full sun, but some of those lipsticks you can put outside, and hummingbirds love those kind of things. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll no. let her know. And hummingbirds seem to be, like, we've had so many at the garden center, and I get a text Zoe and ask her, we have this new annual. It looks like a fuchsia. It has tiny little red flowers that sort of like they're about an inch long, mm-hmm. but the hummingbirds go crazy for this oh, flower, okay. and we've been selling them like crazy. I hope we can get more if I mention it because man, oh man, the the hummingbirds and then in our new perennial house, we have all our fuchsias hanging in there and the hummingbirds just love it in there. They love the fuchsias. Oh my. Well, I might just try putting that lipstick plant outside for them. Yeah, give that a try. Just watch gradual sun. Like you can put it in bright sun, but don't just throw it in the the hot heat just first thing. Uh It'll it'll fry it. So thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Krista. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, so it's really important, and I know I've noticed a bunch of uh, ads and and posts about the elm trees on social media and our trees in Calgary, and you guys have all heard me talk about this, and and they're asking us to go out and water on the boulevards and, and try and help the city trees, and I totally agree, but I wish the city would just really stop planting right now, to stop, have a good look at what they're doing, because even the new districts, like I live in Cranston and going down the hill into my neighborhood, down into Cranston Riverstone, it's gorgeous. But all the, they have all the trees in the meridian, and they're all dead. Like, it's just trees cannot grow in the middle of a roadway in six feet of soil with no water. Like, it's just, and but we just keep throwing away money, 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 money. And then what it does is also makes these trees unhealthy. They, that brings in disease and bugs, which makes, and that spreads to the healthy trees. So 
I, I really wish the city, and if there's someone from the city that wants to chat with me, I'm more than happy to sit on a board or help out or give my advice. Um, because, man, oh, man, you, you see it in all the new neighborhoods. And the Meridian planting, we just spending way too much money and it's just it looks horrible in the city when you go to cities that they do it nicely they should trees and shrubs and that should be a beautiful thing in our city it shouldn't be an eyesore and that's kind of what's happening right now it's kind of sad and and the trees like i go into okotoks and they've done a great job they keep them further away they have proper soil around them they have nice beds they water them and all their elm trees are nice and healthy and you go into calgary and they're all dead like it's just it's it, it's sad. Like it's really, really they're they're planting for the sake of planting, just willy nilly without a plan, and it's uh it's pretty sad. So hopefully someone's listening, and I'd love to chat with anybody if there's someone from the city that would like to chat, and I'd love to help out if I could or give some advice because it's just common sense stuff. It's just they have someone has to stand up and say, hey, enough's enough, and uh, away we go. And I'm gonna quit on that one, and we're gonna go to Gordon. Hey, Gordon. And how's your blood pressure? I know. I did because you know what? It is. You see all these trees that are supposed to look beautiful, and it was just because two days ago I drove into into Oaks, and I see all their elm trees doing so nice, and then I come back into Calgary, and our canopy is suffering so badly. It, 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 it's it's fun, it's crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I, I know that's your rant. That's I know that's rant. enough of that. But because it, 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 when you're a tree person, you want to see healthy. And and it should be like when I travel into other cities, you go into Chicago or places, like, and that's what helps sell the city. And it 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 should be an attribute, right? Yeah, you, you, they're good for about two days, and then. Well, yeah, I could, but you can't plant a tree in the middle of a road with six feet of soil and no water. Like, yeah. I don't know where these guys took their horticulture degrees, but I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. I don't know. It drives me crazy. But anyways. Anyway, I, I have, and I picked this up, I should, I think about two years ago, yep. an elephant bush. Okay. Now, uh, I had it, um, I had the plant and uh, I was redoing my succulents uh, last week or two. And I threw out the plant, and I saved a couple cuttings from it. And right now, they're in uh, two one-inch pots. They're not doing too badly. Okay. Now, my question is... And are you talking like the little succulent? I'm trying to find, because a lot of times the common names get changed. Like sometimes elephant ears used to be a Virginia, and it's a small perennial. So I'm just wondering, which one is the elephant bush? Like, do you, can you maybe describe it, or is it? Well, it's um, a red-stemmed or branch, kind of reddish-brown, and um, uh, about uh, two, three uh, uh, green leaves on each. Um, uh, each. And are um, they fairly big, like an elephant ear? Well, I don't know if it's an elephant here. I I thought it was an elephant here, and uh, yeah, because when I look it up, I'm just sort of googling it, and it comes up with a lot of succulents. Like the jade plant is sort of yeah. what they're calling the elephant bush. Now, my question is, um, uh, as I said, I have them in uh, one-inch pots right now. Okay. Uh, uh, after I I had them, uh, I clipped a couple branches off. 
uh, and let them scar for a couple days, yep. and then I have them in. Now, my question is, is it an annual or a perennial? Um, they reseed them. I, I think it's also Portulac is another one that they... Yeah. Do you get tiny little flowers on it, too? I haven't had any flowers on it, and I had it for two years. Okay. Are you able to text me a picture to the same thing? Even just no, have the I, okay. I can't. Okay. I can't. Um, I, if it's Portulaca, they reseed themselves, so they're kind of a bi- biannual. Like they reseed. Okay. And uh, if it's that tiny one. And just little leaves, like the li- leaves are the size of your pinky nail sort of thing? Yeah, or even smaller. Yeah, that's the Portulaca. Yeah. Yeah. So... Does reseed themselves mainly an annual, but when it reseeds itself, it comes back almost like a weed and it reseeds itself. And some people call it a weed, but there's a lot, and I see posts about it, and they say it actually has lots of great health benefits. So Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I just, I picked it up about two years ago at a, at a, shop, a grocery store. So yeah, it was probably Port Yeah. Alrighty? Okay. Thank you, Gordon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, and I think i got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's largest full-service garden center, annuals, perennials, trees, and shrubs of all sizes. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. All right. And speaking of that... I'm going to go see what's hot in the tree lot today. We got Chris calling from uh, live in the tree lot. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Merle. How are you? Good, good. How how we looking? The sun is shining out there in the oh, tree lot? It's beautiful. Yep. Everything's uh, drying up. Everything looks great. There's not a lot that's not flowering. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good day. Yeah. So what what's kind of catching your fancy? What are you looking out and seeing? What are you walking by and saying, hey, I got to have well, that? What, what are people... Have, yeah, we have a whole flowering display right now of what's uh, flowering. So pretty much we got all our lilacs uh, are just about ready to pop. Yeah. Particularly the Miss Kim and the Dwarf Korean. Nice uh, nice uh, three, four-foot rounded shrub that's um, really uh, easy to maintain. Uh, we got a lot of wajilias that are all popping right now, um, different and, colors. And some of those, um, the lilacs, even like the Miss Kim, it's a good replacement even for a hedge. I know some of the Ketoniasters are having issues in Calgary, like... Um, what 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 is another couple of trees people could use as an alternative for for, for the a hedge? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's just there's so many. There's the Turkestan burning bush you could use. But yeah, like you say, the lilacs do quite well. Nine barks. Nine barks. Firias. Um, yeah. The the low grow sumac is a really good option as well. Yep. And it's so, nice to yeah. mix it up. You get a little interest, right? Mm. Of course. Yeah. And you don't get the disease with with uh, with all those guys. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. Uh, and what about? I know the biggest question. I know all the garden centers in Calgary get asked this weekend is uh, looking for some privacy. What are what are some narrower trees that people can plant in, and I know everybody around Calgary at every garden center are getting asked the same question. So, yeah. um, what, yeah. what, what are some, what's some alternative people can use for, uh, or some choices they can use for privacy? So I think we talked about it last year or last week, a couple of the, of the crab apples that yeah. are sterile. Yeah. Uh, they're nice columnar shape. We have the columnar mountain ash, which is also quite narrow. Uh, uh, that gives you the privacy. And then we have the subtle and carriganas. If you stay with a single stem, they, are, they tend to be quite a lot stronger than the multi-stem. And they yeah, your... and the multi-stem kind of be a little floppy. 
Yeah, and they can get a little weak in the, when they when they yeah with the wind. But the uh, Sutherland Caraganas are beautiful when they flower, which they're all flowering right now as well. Um, yellow flowers really love the bees. Really love it. Um, yeah. Awesome. And, of course, the, the ever-popular Swedish Kölner Aspen. Of course, the Swedish Kölner Aspens, yeah. And we have the Dakota Pinnacle Birch yep. as well and the Parkland Pillar. Uh, if you can make sure they get lots of water, they can do well for you as well. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Chris, well, thank you again, and thanks for uh, joining me. I know you're going to have a busy day there, hopefully. And uh, uh, Let's hope so. All yeah, right. come on let, and see all the flowers. Yeah, let all the sunshine. Okay. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Rob. Bye. Bye-bye. And that's uh, Chris from the tree lot down at Spruce It Up Garden Center. And let's go to Carol. She's in Hyber... No, Carol's in Calgary. Good morning, Carol. <laughs> Good morning. How can I help you? In, in our garden, we have a particularly noxious weed. Yep. Uh, fondly called Ingleweed because it grows in every alley in Inglewood. <laughs> Very persistent. Yep. And... Um, Last year we dug. This is one plant. We dug it up carefully. Yeah. Thought we had all the roots. This year we have a lovely, luxurious plant come up again. Want to know what we can do to get rid of it permanently? Well, you can either try. Um, was a thistle, um, clover, and um, th- th- thistle, clover, and I can't remember the other one. It kills. It's a weed sprayer by Laters. It's sort of clover, thistle, and chickweed. That's it. That one works really good on some of these hard-to-get weeds, and it's a selective herbicide, so it only kills broadleaf weeds. So even if you have some in your grass, it won't kill the grass. It only kills broadleaf weeds. Or you can use Roundup just to uh, just give it a good blast of one of those two because they're a systemic herbicide, and they'll go down and kill the roots because a lot of times when you pull weeds, Unfortunately, sometimes we create more because we cut up the roots and then they hide underground and then they come up two or three at a time. Well, yeah, this is this is why we very carefully dug all yeah. of them down about three feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're persistent, eh? <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you're looking at that... Um, I know some people try to burn them or other things. It just it doesn't kill the roots, so unfortunately, it's just a matter of either you keep pulling or you can pull out the heavy arsenal. And I only like like spraying, like spot spraying. Only spray the weeds so you're not wasting chemical and getting it everywhere as well. Uh, All righty. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Carol. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Tony. Good morning, Tony. Hey, Merle. Hey, good how morning, are you? Merle. Good, how are you? Good, good. How can good. I help you? Oh, well, last week I had phoned you about my spruce tree, yeah. and, I, and I took a picture, but I don't think you would have gotten a picture. I was hoping it went through. But the problem is it's all it's all, it looks like the new growth has all died right on the edge of the of every branch and it's gone about halfway up is there anything that i can spray that with if you can maybe try and text the same if you can send me the picture today i'll get it on send it to the same phone number and i can have a look or you can give our guys that prune it up and mark can come out and have a look at it it's hard to diagnose but it sounds like it's 
if it's on the ends, it's either spruce budworm or there's that aphid gall that kind of, it eats the new growth from the inside out and it makes it look, it kind of curls it over a little bit and it looks yeah. like it's hollowed out, like they chew it from the inside out. It's, mm, they're a but, little maggot. So if you can break open the ends and see if you see anything in there. Well, it's really, uh, to break it, it's really prickly. Hard. Yeah, that so it's it's spruce gall aphid. Um, okay. Yeah, there's a couple injection you can do. Um, basically, you got to cut those out. It's a systemic. Oh. Yeah, it's a. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if it's really bad, you might want to give, like you said, Mark a call at uh, at the prune it up, and he can come out and have a look and give you a, an estimate on what what he thinks needs to be done on it. But okay, yeah, that's what, what is the real prickly? Like it feels like a cactus almost on the end, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, right. that spruce gall leaf. And it's all the new growth. Yeah, because they go after the tender new growth because it's easier for them to get in and eat that. Okay. So they love this juicy, just like the weevil, it goes to the spruce trees on the very top of the tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they eat the center of the tree from the from the top down because okay. they, they can't start on the old growth because it's too hard for them to get in. So they yeah. go into the new growth where it's nice and soft, and mm-hmm. they get in there and they eat all the nice juicy stuff. Okay, so what's Mark's phone number that I'll phone him um, tomorrow? Yeah, you can just call the store too. It's 403-201-7525. Yep. Okay, thank yeah, you Just very leave a much. message or if they answer, um, Mark will get back to you tomorrow. Okay, thanks a lot, Mark. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. All right, and where are we at? All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go there. We're gonna go all the way down to High River. See what's going on with Mary. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. How are you? I'm the happiest gardener in the whole world. Yeah, you got a good Four rainfall. Of rain. Wow. Keep talking. I'm glad I'm not a taxpayer in Calgary. Yeah, it, it, I, I know I'm, it's stupid. It, it is, and it's just money, good money after bad. Yeah, and I don't know they why almost, they won't listen to you. You've been talking about it for three years. I know. They just need to stop, get a plan, maybe cut down a bunch yeah. of There's a bunch of really bad trees that just need well, to go. Well, and all the salt from off the, off the road goes on and kills the trees. <laughs> well, they can't live there. It's they, too no, hot. No, they will, they will yeah. not live there. Yeah, you go to other cities, they don't do it. And plus it no. blocks the, the vision of the tr- people driving. Yeah. It's people run into them. Yeah. It's, uh, well, it's, I just came from Drumheller, my old hometown. Yeah. And that place is a bevy of the most beautiful old trees. Yep. All in blossom. Everything looked beautiful. Even the hills were green. Nice. It was really nice. But what I want to tell you yep. or ask you is the Sago Hawthorne. Yep. That's thing it, it it's so late the one that gets the yellow yeah yeah it, no ours are like late that? too yeah our, ours are late it in the tree so lot spindly. as well yeah right now they're they're just starting to push the toba beautiful. yeah the tobas and the and the snowbird have already pushed out it's beautiful yeah no they're gonna it's a little bit late those ones so well and i've i've given it fertilizer and and you know i water Yep. You know, and I look after things. And I have to remind everybody, if you live in the country, Mrs. Deer likes flowers. <laughs> Get your ball backs. Yeah. 
No, that's for sure. I had quite a few people coming in this week asking for it. So yeah, uh, don't get down your clothes because no one will come <laughs> near you. You stink like a wolf. <laughs> nice, <laughs> but nice. it really works. Yeah, no, but you have to reapply when it rains. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a herb-based product. Yeah, rain. yeah, no, it's and the nice thing is. Um, we get the strongest um, blend of it, so yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I've got the stuff from you, and it really works good. But awesome. don't get it on yourself. <laughs> you won't it's have not, any friends. It's not forever. cologne, hey? No. <laughs> you won't attract anything. All right, all right, all Mary. Right. Thank you. You have a good day. You as well. Take okay, care. Okay, thanks, Bye-bye. Merle. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, it's good to hear all the all the rain down south, and uh, I know they got quite a bit down there, and uh, but unfortunately, the east part of Calgary didn't get a ton east of us, I heard they didn't get a, a whole lot. Um, we got a good, we got enough. We got a fair bit. Nice slow rain like yesterday. Those are always good for the trees and shrubs and, and everyone's grass and all that other fun stuff. And I got a couple texts. <laughs> One person, the problem, it's in the budget. And you know that you always spend the budget. Yeah, that's true. If they just put it in there, no one wants to lose it. So unfortunately, that's how that works. And what else? I, I have a Dakota Pinnacle Birch, you got a picture of it. It's dying all the way to somewhat the top. And unfortunately with that one, you can try the Rage Plus. Depends how long it's been like that. Um, birch trees do um, respond very well. And this is the 801 number. Uh, there was no name, but just a picture of it. Um, you hit it with Rage Plus and a good deep watering and, and see if it'll push some leaves up. If not, you just need to prune those branches off. But unfortunately, again, make sure you water your birch trees in really well in the fall. And uh, it helps with this winter desiccation. Like last winter when we went to bed in the fall, it was dry, dry all the way until the new year almost. So, And I'm going to take one more phone call. We're going to go to Ryan. Good morning, Ryan. Hi there. Hey, how can I help you? So last year, yep. did some new, new planting of some Hicks U's. Yep. And... A number of them, like we were trying to build a hedgerow, basically. Yeah. Um, so on the the southwest side where the, they get the winter drying winds, uh, some of the branches have turned brown. So the, the question is, do I do I prune those brown ones off? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. Again, a, a U is is one it's it's a four a zone it's kind of it's a little bit marginal so it's a little tougher to try to do a full hedge with it um shelter location watered in really well and in the fall i would definitely use the product called wilt proof on it it's anti-desiccant it uh, you spray it on the leaves in sort of october and it puts a it's i call it like a lip balm for your plants it uh, helps seal it. You need to apply it every couple months throughout the winter, and that will definitely help with the with the yews, cedars, cowrie boxwoods, things like that. What was that called? It's called wilt proof. W i l t p r u f. Yeah, and and that works good. But yeah, you just got to prune out the dead stuff and uh, and give it a good watering here, and you could probably hit it with a fertilizer, a thirty ten ten. It likes. And there's one or one or two that are basically completely brown. So yep. Are they are they done? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. You can see you can leave it a bit and see if it if it sends some new growth out. But for the most part, once they go, it, it's tough. It's a tough go to try and do a hedge. Um, there's a couple other alternatives, like you could try a upright juniper if you're trying to create an evergreen hedge. 
Um, we did one in Varsity Estates on one of our landscape. We tried the U, and it just didn't didn't do well. And we switched to a quick fire hydrangea as a hedge. It was gorgeous, and customers love it, and it worked out just perfect. Okay. All right. Uh, Any other? Quick question. Yeah. I have some weeping birches yeah. that were also planted newly last year that they haven't put out any leaves yet. So are they probably gone? Or um, no, there's some of the birch are still just popping. Depends on, again, give it a good watering. And again, if you have any Rage Plus, the birch do love that. Um, but it should be, because I know I have a couple of Dakota Pinnacle. I, I hadn't planted them. They were in the house that I, I purchased. And they one of them is leafing out a little bit. The other one is just starting. So, all right. Okay, so give it time. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I got a couple questions on the text. Good morning. I'd like to do basil and tomatoes in the same oak barrel, but I know tomato is a heavy feeder, needing lots of fertilizer. I've always been told basil doesn't like fertilizer. Are they good companions? They're not bad, but I do agree with you. There, there's some other ones. Maybe do the basil in its own separate. But if it's a whiskey barrel, and maybe do your basil around the outside and keep your fertilizer a little closer to the center. And if you just do maybe half strength a, a little more often, and because uh, your tomato does like the food, as you said, but you should be totally fine. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't hesitate with that. And, yeah, actually, here's the other one I got, that Dakota Pinnacle Birch is slow to come. Again, slow, deep watering, try and help that out and uh, and go from there. And it says, good day, Merle. I bought a few strawberry plants and have planted them. Should I cut off the flowers and buds and berries this year to ensure they root? Um, I, I, I wouldn't. I would just leave them, let them go in. Strawberries are pretty aggressive. They get in. Just water them in well. Use a 15-30-15 fertilizer on that, and that should really, really, really help get them going and, and survive, no problem. And you hopefully will get a few, uh, a few, uh, t- or uh, what is she growing? Strawberries. <laughs> and be able to enjoy those and, uh, and go from there. And then I got another picture here of an oak. And some of them, a couple of the pictures, the one with the little stem, I think that's just the bud coming. But on the other one, there's a, looks like a fair bit of, I know there is an oak fungus and it's slipping my mind right now, but I, I would cut that off or call an arborist in to have a look. I know Mark would be more than happy to come have a look at that as well, but I, I think I would just cut that off and, uh, and go from there. But right now I'm going to go to the phone lines and we're going to go to Leslie. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning. How can I help you? Um, I'm, I have to get some mulch and we've ha- um, to replace um, under our um, fir trees. Yep. And I was wondering, um, I, I gather that if I get the thicker or the bigger pieces, it would last longer? Um, not really. Under, it depends. Like, what do you have under there right now? Um, just so the same. It's wood. It's just wood mulch, like something from Spray Lakes or something. Yep, yeah, the the Foothills Premium. It's just a, it's a shredded mulch, not the nuggets. Yes. Yep. I would so don't remove what you got there because it's already created a bit of a barrier. Okay. So just go right over top and then put a couple inches just to freshen it up. A couple of inches. Yep, two or three inches thick, right over top, 
and you'll be good to go. Yeah, I know we have that, and we have the black and the brown in our in our bulk bins. But the Foothills Premium is a great one. And do you have it in the bags? The Foothills Premium we don't have in bags. We have it in bulk. Oh, okay. but we deliver as well. So. And also, um, there's a lot of um, pine cones and stuff. Does that matter? Um, it, it doesn't really matter. It's a sign that the tree is stressed out a little bit. So you just want to make sure you're ensuring lots of water. Like this time of year, even with that rain, it's a good idea to get out, put a soaker hose underneath your big spruce trees around the drip line and give them a good soaking. So, okay. So then, um, so when I measure it, I, like I know it, the, it's approximately 34 by 28 feet. So, um, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> so it needs a lot of water. And when what what's really hurting a lot of our spruce is it's been so dry, and especially our falls when the when the trees go into winter time, there's no moisture because we have a real dry September, October, and then so when the ground starts freezing, there's just no moisture in there. So just give it a really good watering right now and you can feed it with thirty ten ten. Okay. Yep. Or if you don't want to fertilize it, I know there's some companies that do the deep root injection and we do that as well through our printed up department. So if you want the deep root injection, you can get that done as well. Okay, thank you very much. All right, you're welcome. Bye-bye. All right, and where are we at? Justin. Good morning, Justin. Morning, how's it going today? Good, how are you doing? Not so bad. Uh, So I got a Manitoba maple in the front yard that I cut down to clear away for a deck. And uh, the old boy next door was saying to kill a stump, you just bore some holes in it and pound some copper pipe in. Yeah. I've been asking. I never heard anything about it, so I wondered what you thought. Yeah, I've never heard the copper pipe, but um, I know there is a stump rot that we sell. You drill holes and you put it in there and it rots it from the inside out. Or you can get it. You can just get it ground out if you can. If you have an arborist out in the olds area, which I'm sure you do, um, a guy with a stump grinder could come in and grind it out. Or you can dig it out by hand. That's kind of what I was thinking, because like everybody else, I'm trying to save a cent or two. So yep. no, just, some grinding costs a pretty yep. penny. No, a little sweat equity on that baby. And, uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, I was thinking, like, I'm not too worried about the stump being gone. I just wanted to stop uh, the growth. sprouting so I yeah. get the back over kind of thing. It, so I would kill it, especially with the Manitoba maple. They're, it's going to sucker like crazy. Oh, yeah. No, you're going to get tons. So I would definitely either remove the stump or get some of the stump rot and drill the holes and put the stump rod in there, and it'll rot it from the inside out. You got, like, a preferred brand on that stump rod? Um, it's just, it comes in a, I don't know the brand. It's just called Stump Rot. Oh, and cool. I know we're only allowed to bring in two cases at a time because it has a high nitrogen thing, and so it can, uh, people use it for making bombs or some stupid oh, okay, thing. Enough, yeah. So whenever we bring in the government Canada comes in and inspects, we only allowed six bottles at a time or whatever, so so, okay. so we don't hurt ourselves, so. Oh, that should get me started. Yeah, or just get out the shovel and uh, pickaxe, and uh, away you go. I've done that a time or two. I should be good at it by now. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck. Right on. Thanks, man. Thanks, Greg. Have a good one. Bye-bye. You too. Yeah, sometimes that's uh, what it takes is just a big old shovel, getting in there and a pickaxe and uh, and remove those things. But right now, i got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs and uh, got a fan out there for the Kyrie Roughnecks. I will mention it. They did win the NLL 
championship last night. So uh, congrats to our Roughnecks. And it's kind of interesting. It's on the 30-year anniversary of when the Flames won the Stanley Cup. Can't believe that was 30 years ago. I remember back in the day, we were at a big party at my house and a bunch of us, we all piled in the back of a truck, which you never see nowadays because you're not allowed to do that. We all piled in the back of the truck and we all went down to, to Electric Avenue and had some fun down there with everybody. So anyways, lots of fun. And congrats to the Roughnecks on their NLL championship win last night. And uh, I'm not a huge basketball fan, but I did check out a few minutes of the of the Raptors game there last night, right down to the last minute. It was kind of interesting, lots of fun. And uh, anyways, what do I got to do here? I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to chat with Audrey. Good morning, Audrey. Good morning. Hey, how can I help you? Well, I've got this weed in the middle of my garden, and I was silly enough to try and dig it up. Yeah. You know the one with the beautiful blue flowers? Oh, uh, the creeping bellflower. Yeah. Yes. If I put Roundup on it, will it kill my lawn too? It will kill the lawn. So, but what you have to use is that clover, chickweed, and thistle killer because it won't kill the grass, and it will take out the the bellflower. Roundup sometimes, um, the bellflower is almost resistant to it for some reason, and so that. But it, it, the the thistle, chickweed, and clover killer does look after the bellflower, oh. and and you can spray it in your grass because it won't kill the grass. Oh, great. Alrighty. And I have, um, I've ordered a great big planter, a 6x4, and it stands three feet tall. Do I have to line that with something or put gravel in the bottom of it? Um, you no, know, you should be fine if it's made of cedar. But you know what? I'm going to help you out, though. I'm going to fill it up with nice soil for you from the good folks at Eagle Lake Professional Landscaping. So congratulations. You have won a big yellow bag directly to your home from Eagle Lake Professional Landscaping. Are you kidding? I wouldn't kid you, Audrey. Oh, that's wonderful, Mira. That's wonderful. Yeah. And I've got some good news for you, too. What's that? Uh, You were asking for cuttings from a transparent apple. Yeah. Well, I got a Elmer number 12. Okay, awesome. In full bloom right now. It'll have apples in, in April. Sweet. And uh, so if you want cuttings from it, you're welcome to come and get them. All right, well, what I'll do is when Gord takes your name and number for your big yellow bag... Um, he'll take it and he'll pass on your information to me. Um, it's getting a little bit, we need to, we should do the cuttings right now when the new growth comes out in the next couple of weeks. So, yes, yes. All right. So again, congratulations. You have won a big yellow bag delivered directly to your home from Eagle Lake professional landscaping. Thank you very much. All right, Audrey, I'm going to put you on hold and Gord will get all your info. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. And... Where are we at for time? I got some time. We're going to go down to, all the way down to Nanton, City of Goodwater. Good morning, Tom. Morning. How are you, Meryl? Good, good. How can I help you? Good. I've got some uh, six-foot caraganas, or old stand, and yep. I want to transplant them to a new building site. Yep. Can I still do that with them starting to leaf out? If they're just starting, you can. They're pretty resilient. And you're talking about just the regular common caragana, correct? Yeah, just your typical... Yeah, uh, and what I've done, and I, what I, are you going to plant a hedge at the new spot or, or in a well, row? That's right, yeah. Just going to dig them up with a front-end loader and, and place them in. Yeah, so just you know, di- pre-dig your trench, though, yeah. at the other site. 
And then yeah. just when you take them off, I just what I've done is I have a flat deck trailer, and I use the U blade or a, or a shovel like you're saying, and dig yeah. it out, and I put them on the trailer with as much dirt on them as possible. Yeah. And then if, I don't know how far you're taking them, but I it's just it's only like. Five hundred yards. Oh, okay, so yeah. So then just put, the yeah, put them right on the trailer, and then just scoop them back over and and put them into the hole. Make sure you water them really well. And okay. if you do have a fertilizer, like a ten fifty two ten, would be greatly appreciated by the plant. But okay. I, watch doing it. Do it early in the morning um, before it gets too hot, especially this coming week. So you'd want to do it today, tomorrow. Just try and get it done before it gets too hot because the leaves are going to get pushing like crazy. Okay, and yeah, cooler days better than absolutely. But you don't want to wait too long till they're fully leafed out because then it doesn't work as well. All right, excellent. Thank you. All right, thanks, Tom. Okay, bye. Bye, bye. And I'm going to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm just going to do a couple of quick texts, and then I'll head to the phone lines. I got a text from Sean Merle. I just moved into a new place and have two large pines in the front yard. They are forever dropping tiny cones and tons of needles. Also, the grass seems to be struggling a fair bit. And, yes, it's from the needles, and it's not really from, I know people sometimes say acidic, but it's more just that it's not getting the nourishment and the moisture underneath it. So what I... What the tree is really trying to do is re- trying to recreate the forest floor underneath it, um, to because that's and those little needles help protect it from bugs crawling up and different things. So, what I'd like to see done is just remove the grass from underneath the drip line of the tree, go a foot or two out from it, and then just put nice mulch underneath there. And then the needles fall in there and they kind of disappear, and it looks a little bit more natural. It holds the moisture in; it's great. And then you can always add a couple boulders or. Or something underneath there to give it, make it a little bit more attractive, add a little bit of structure or a, or a statue or something like that. Um, it is really tough to get grass to grow underneath there. There is one type of grass that will grow underneath there with a bit of work. And put a top dressing of loam down underneath your spruce and then you, you seed it with a product called Ecolon. It's a type of fescue seed um, that will grow underneath there, but you'll will need to water it in really, really well to get it germinated, and then water underneath there as well. It's just that's part of it because you got to think of your big spruce tree is like a big umbrella. It just sheds away all the water from underneath it. It sheds it out to its drip line to where its roots are, and then that way how it gets watered is from that. So, anyways, hope that helped. And uh, where are we at? Oh. I- <laughs> I got this one, uh, the neighbor with the feeding the squirrels. Anyways, that's a long one. I'm going to go to that one after. Right now, I'm going to go to Lynn. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning. How can I help you? I have a question about watering. Yes. Um, I planted some dwarf fruit trees five or six years ago. They're doing great. Yep. But I'm concerned about how much I should be watering. When I watered them last summer, it doubled my water bill. Yeah. I how, was horrified. How, how do you now want... it's $100 a month. Yeah. And I'm wondering what's going to happen how, when I start watering. How do you water? Um, well, last time I took the hose and did each tree separately. They just a really slow trickle. Okay, I bought some soaker hoses. Yeah, okay. But I wasn't sure how long to leave them on and how much water they would use. 
Yeah, and are you getting the sweating hose, like the one that just it pushes out the sides of the all around the hose? The new like, one I have is like that. Yeah, okay, perfect. You're going to use a lot less water, and the water is going to go to where you need it. Another good idea are those tree watering bags. You fill those up, and then it, it's perforated on the bottom of the bag. Okay. And then the water, it just waters it nice and slow and deep, and then the water gets right where you want it. Okay. Um, so I, I, just, I really I'm like horrified those. horrified to see what my water bill, I mean, $100 well, a month in the winter, I'm thinking two or 300 in the summer, right? Well, and what's crazy is that they charge it, and they should have a different meter for your water that you use outside because we get we get charged the sewage on on the, any if you use 100 liters outside they also charge you 100 liters going to the to the sewer which you're not using so it's kind of it's uh, well, unfair it's that way very expensive absolutely right? so yes. you want to make sure you do it properly um i really recommend those water bags or those sweating hoses especially when you're watering your trees and shrubs and it, nighttime it, or morning um morning is great um okay. night as well when you're watering like this cuz you're not getting it on any of the foliage and that but it, when it gets really, really hot, you kind of once a week is lots or every couple of weeks, especially if it's been established. If it's a newly planted tree, if we go into those heat waves, it needs it every two or three days because the root ball's nice and close. And But you do that slow, deep watering, it makes all the difference. Okay. Now, I bought apricot tree from you yeah. last year or the year before, and um, I had one already. And this year, they're not doing anything. Is that because they're slower, or yeah, they did are maybe slow. I kill them? It could have. Unfortunately, they are one of the hardwoods, and if they go to bed a little bit dry in that long winter we had is was hard on some of those fruit trees like that. But again, just take a look at it. Maybe just give it a little shot of water right now. Put uh, put your hose on there, your soak hose. Give it a good little shot of water and see if it'll give it a push. I know some things are just coming, but it should be doing something by now. Okay, great. But I know my aspens, some of the columnar aspens this around the city have just popped. And I know my ones in the tree lot are a little bit slow, so just, just be a little bit patient, but give it a little shot of water. Okay, thank uh, you so much. All right, you're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's always a tough one, the, the water thing. So we really want to make sure we conserve our water, water properly, that slow, deep watering, um, especially when a newly planted tree. When you buy your tree, water, water it in the pot two or three times, let the water soak in really good, or fill up a five-gallon pail or something bigger than the pot it's in and stick the pot right inside the pail of water and let it just get totally saturated. Uh, that'll make all the difference in your survivor rate, survival rate of your newly planted trees. And I'm going to go all the way out to Invermere and see what's going on out there. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing, Betty? I'm doing great. Lucky you, living out in Invermere. Yes, it's great. Nice. How can I help you? Well, I have a pro- tomato problem. I've had it for two or three years. Uh, they're all fine. I put start them inside the greenhouse and put them outside. And I have two different gardens. And they and in both gardens the tomatoes they, they leaf out, and then they sort the leaf curls up into a little ball only on top. Yeah, are you are you are you starting with fresh seed every year, or are you reusing the same seed? It doesn't matter if it's ones that I bought from the nursery yeah. or ones that I. Okay, it sounds like your soil's contaminated, so I I would trans I would change the spot. And where you're doing it. I did that. Okay. And it also does it to the potatoes. Yeah, no, you got you got year. the virus in there and I, I know exactly. It almost makes it look mutant. Like it sort of it curls them up and makes them hard. Like yes. yeah. Yeah. 
you just have to throw it out. Unfortunately, when it gets that, just throw them away. Um, and you the just plants? got, yeah. Oh, I did that. Perfect. This year. Yeah. It, 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 you need to because it, um, once it's in your soil like that. So what you need to do is clean this, like break the soil, make it nice and lumpy and let it air out. And, uh, you might want to get a fungicide of some sort and, and spray it in there. If you can get serenade or natria or even, the um, copper spray, um, type fungicide, sprinkle it into the soil for this year and grow your tomatoes just in pots. Right, I I did the pure spray green, but it didn't yeah. touch it. Yeah, no, it's a pretty, it's a natural, it's a systemic fungus that gets in there, and it's it's a nasty one on the tomatoes, and it just it's and it's fairly contagious, so it's best just to throw them out. So you did the right thing. And the potatoes too. Well, you need to rotate your crops on your potatoes too. I do. Okay, yeah, it's you might. Four years. Yeah, I mean every. Year. Change yeah, you might want to give your maybe just a bit of a break on some of those. Maybe try some peas or some other stuff to regenerate the soil. Some, okay. Yeah. It's just, it sounds like you got it into your soil, so you need to, to aerate it out and, and just let it let it breathe a bit for a bit and let it uh, clean itself up. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, sorry about that. Maybe there's a local garden center there. Um, they see what they have for that problem. And I'll look into the potato thing a bit more and, uh, and Cass Smythe, if you're listening, if you have, uh, any thoughts on that, um, give me a shout or send me a text okay. on, uh, cause on some of those, I'm not quite sure. So I just want to, uh, um, see if someone else knows a little bit more about that, uh, topic and can help me out. Okay, because I did take a sample into Top Crop in Cranbrook. Yeah, and what'd they say? They had no idea what it was. Yeah, it's it, it's a fungus. I've seen it. We, we've had it once in a while come through, and I've seen it. It just it, it crumples them up. It almost looks like a, a poor person, like with arthritis or something. It just reminds me of that. It just, you know, people, they get the arthritis in their knuckles, and it kind of cramps them all up. True, but here's the funny part, though. If I leave them, the leaves actually come back, go back out. Huh? Yeah. That's that is weird. I haven't seen that. Usually, I see it just sort of take it over. So, um, and it's only a few plants. It's not every yeah, plant. You no, know, and I think it's certain varieties. And if it gets that fungus, it'll get it. So, okay. Thank All right. You. At least I know. Yeah. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye bye. Yeah. Those are um, some of those are nasty and. Uh, so here I have a text from, oh, I have a neighbor that likes the squirrels and to fend for themselves and and feeds them f- peanuts. We have mass amount of squirrels and they destroy my beds, pots. I use cayenne pepper, red pepper flakes, blood meal, maybe bone meal, helped a couple pots. Any suggestions? One thing I'd use um, in the ground is the Bob X. It seems to work really, really well. Um, and... It, it it does work. It's a it's a blend of a bunch of different herbs, and it's been the one that uh, has worked the best. So if it's digging up your roots of your bulbs and things like that, you can just spray the bulbs. Um, I've seen people lay um, stucco wire over top of their bulbs, and the flowers come up through them, but then they'll probably end up going after after your plant. So what I would do is, is again, just um, try the Bob X when they just come up, spray the ground, spray around it, and uh, and let me know how that works because it's been uh, a nasty one as well. Alrighty, and I got time for one more call. Hi, Marion. 
Hi there. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? We um we have fungus gnats yeah. on a, a fig tree, and I think we're at the point of replanting it. But I just want to make sure that we are repotting it. But we just want to make sure they never come back. So yeah. Um, yeah. What you might want to do is treat it first as well, but tra- transplanting is a good thought as as well because it's typically from overwatering. Um, if your soil, if you keep it fairly moist, that's typically when you get the fungus gnats. So maybe you want to yeah. cut back on the watering, um, but you can treat them. Wait, we do have a fungus gnat spray. You can also use Pure Spray Green um, works well, but that's it. Takes a bit to. Uh, it's just it's more of the watering. Yeah, we totally overwatered it, and then <laughs> yeah. you name that again. Like what? Um, Pure Spray Green, and there's also one that's just for fungus gnats. I can't remember. This says fungus gnat spray right on the bottle, okay. and and you can also get those little yellow um, sticky things. Um, they do go after those, but yours is a problem that re- transplanting was, will help because when you do it, knock off the top bit of soil, like take that top inch or so of soil off the plant if you can. Yep. And uh, and then transplant it with new fresh soil, watered in really good the first time, but then just 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 do more consistent watering, sort of just water it when it's dry. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. We uh, we yeah, that's great advice. Okay. Thanks very much. Thanks, Marion. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me after the break, I do have some spots open on the phone lines: four zero three nine seven four eight two five five or 1-800-563-7770, and that is the talk and text line. I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center, Calgary's largest full-service garden center. Annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs of all sizes. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And trying to get you covered here on the text and the phone calls as well. And let's go to Terry. Um, good morning, Terry. Good morning. Hi, how can I help you? Well, I think I have some uh, white jumpers on my raspberry bushes. And okay. Get rid of them. <laughs> Are they the like they look like a little fly type thing? Mm-hmm. They're quite fast. Yeah, um, pure spray green. Okay. Should work on those. Okay. So how often? Um, typically with those, I would do it every five days for two or three weeks in a row. Like so, do it today, then do it again on Friday, then again in five days, sort of three times, and that should look after it. Okay. Um, and it's going to start getting bad, too, because we're going to start to get into the heat, hopefully. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's hope. And uh, and uh, you should be good to go. Okay, and that won't do anything to the crop? No, the it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pharmaceutical-grade mineral oil, and the fruit isn't formed yet or anything anyway, so you should be fine. Okay. All right. Thank you. And it also works for powdery mildew as well, so hopefully that helps out. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. If you'd like to join me, the phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And right now I'm going to go to Myrna. Good morning, Myrna. Good morning. Hi. How can I help you or are you going to help me? (laughs) I hope you can help me. Okay. (laughs) 
Um, my husband and I planted a whole bunch of tulips last year and Miss Carrie, and I thought I was going to have a beautiful front um, flower bed this spring. Mm-hmm. So they started coming up, and I noticed the, they were starting to get nibbled on, right, the, the buds. Yeah. So I covered everything with row cover, and finally the tulips got quite tall, so I took the row cover off, <laughs> and now I would assume it's the squirrels are just taking just the flowers off and yeah. they're leaving the stems and all my flowers are on the ground and I just have stems. <laughs> Isn't that frustrating? <laughs> um, are you in a neighborhood where you have deer? Nope. Okay, yeah, because the deer would eat the flowers. Well, but they're not eating the flower. They're just no, they're not. They're just breaking them off. Yeah. Huh. I wonder if you. It wouldn't have been vandalism of any kind you don't think or i don't think so because typically when they when i when a pest does something like that usually they eat it yeah so i'm um i'm kind of a little bit confused especially deer like they love eating the tops of the of the tulips when they come out though this chomp 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 and uh and the squirrels i haven't really heard of them just breaking off the flower no it's odd because you'd think how are how did they get up there to break off the flower without breaking the stem. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of like they, I know they can stand up on their hind legs and that, but it, it'd be pretty, I thought it'd be like, I'm going to get Myrna. Like, I'm just sort of a little, <laughs> which, it, it, yeah, that's a tough one. Like, I'd almost, like, I'd hate to say, but I, like, I, like, some young guy, girls going by, maybe thought it would be funny to break them off. Uh, I don't know. Cause I would hope not. Close to the house, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's weird. I'm um I'm I'm not too sure. If anybody has the same thing, have seen it, um, let us know. But those yeah. uh, pesky squirrels or whoever doing that, yeah. Sorry, I I don't know what that is. And uh, oh, okay. And I haven't really like usually animals aren't one just for v- vandalizing. I just got no. a text says rabbits break off the flowers. Okay, I haven't seen any rabbits around. Okay. We have tons of squirrels, but okay. I haven't seen any rabbits. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. Actually, I just had another text. I have that too. They nip off the top and leave the flower. Ah. So maybe it is the squirrels, and maybe. yeah, and maybe they just, maybe they just, uh, maybe they think it's fun, I guess. Or... <laughs> it's not. <laughs> no, it's weird. Because usually most animals do things for a reason, like they want to, yeah. unless they're trying to climb it. And it breaks off when they climb up. Like right. I, I, I don't know. Like, would Bobex do anything? Yeah, Bobex would definitely help. Okay. Yep. I'll so give, give it that, a try. Yeah, <laughs> and this person has bunnies and squirrels as well. So try the oh, Bobex, okay. and uh, because I know what you mean, it's so nice to get a gorgeous. Like I said, that when I went by 29th Street on the way to the studio this morning, just yeah. up here on in the southwest. And it's right in between 33rd and 17th Ave. If anybody's driving down, go down 29th Street. It, it is gorgeous, and they have these garden um, balls, garden glaze globes in their in the garden as well. And with all the colorful tulips, I'm gonna go by and and just take a picture. I won't take a picture of the house. I'm just gonna take a picture of the display, and I'll post it on our on our Spruce It Up Facebook page and that, so everyone can see it. It's just it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Wow. That's what I was hoping for, but no luck this year. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, give that a try. Okay, thank you so much. All right, thank okay. you. Sorry, yep. Myrna. That's okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, no. Yeah, that's a tough one. And uh, I hear blood meal does work as well, so they can try that. 
Um, it's a tough one when they're above ground, though, because the, the blood meal is typically when we sprinkle in to keep them from eating the bulbs. Um, so, and that's where the Bobex works because it, uh, it, it's a spray that goes right on it and, uh, and go from there. And I got a text from Carolyn out in Col- or, and she's in Vernon. Good morning. It's Carolyn from Vernon. I cut my lilac bush down to six inches last spring and it grew beautifully. Now it's five feet tall, but it only produced three flowers. Is that normal? Um, Carolyn, yes, it is. Cause typically when you do that, it put all its new energy into new growth so next year it should get back into the blooming thing. So feed it right now again with fifteen thirty fifteen. Um, try and feed it a few times throughout the summer up until mid. Um, out there you can go a little bit later up until the end of July, August, something like that, and give it a few blasts of the high middle number fifteen thirty fifteen, and you should get more flowers next year on the second year growth. So. And uh, but let me know on that, Carol. I'm glad to see. But you did the rejuvenation, and you got five feet tall off one year, which is awesome. Um, try that. And then I got um, good morning for the lady in Invermere with the virus in the soil. Would it help to turn the soil over weekly to expose the sun? The sun's UVs rays might work to sterilize the soil. Absolutely, and just aerating that sort. I said, or just turn it over, leave it lumpy. But again, yeah, turn it over a few times, air it out. And, uh, and see what that does. But right now, i got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And uh, Cass Smythe, she texts me, she goes, uh, someone used the Evolve product, the soil... Um, treatment. They have a uh, soil feed for veggies and stuff like that, and because it contains sulfur, they use that. And she said that worked for them as well. So we also have just a straight garden sulfur. That might be another one that she could use. Actually, out in Invermere, that might be a good one too. All right. Hopefully, uh, we can help it out. But it might just give the soil a break and uh, and see how that goes. But right now, we're going to go to Ronald. Good morning, Ronald. Good morning. I have a Evan Sour cherry tree yep. that was damaged a year and a half ago. I put on the Rage Plus stuff yep. according to your instructions. Anyways, it, it's about a third dead. My question, and I left the dead stuff there just in case it came back, but it didn't. How was it damaged? How much? No, or what damaged it? Was it like? Oh, just the, the parts of the the the, uh, the branches just died. Okay. The, because of the lack of water, I think you said last. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I was wondering if now is a good time to trim off the dead Absolutely. Stuff. Yeah, prune off all that stuff. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't... Um... No, right now is a great time. And when, it, when it's dead um, and you know it's dead, it's dead damage or disease branching. You can cut off almost at any time um, because a lot of times the tree tries using its energy to revive that old wood. And oh. once it's gone, the, it'll just put the energy to new growth. Okay. All right. And uh, any of the live stuff that I might trim off... Uh, is uh, not a problem at this time of the year? No, nope, that's fine. Very good. Thank you very much, Dan. All right. Have Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. And I oh, here we go. I had the same issue last year. I cut to the ground again. Can you give me more information on what may be causing this and to save the, uh, save the plant? Uh, I don't know which one that's from, so I don't know. I have to look in here and see. Some of the text that come in uh, mixed up sometimes depends how fast 
other people are texting. They get mixed in between. So I have to find the first part of that one. And it says, hi, Merle, what do you use as fertilizer for the columnar aspen? Also, do you use Rage Plus in combination with a fertilizer? No, you should really just use one or the other for the most part because the Rage is a, it's an organic fertilizer and it works really quite well. You can just continue to use that. Um, if you're looking that it needs a little bit of a boost, the 202020 is a great all-purpose that I would use for all my trees and shrubs and, and that, except, and you, you could definitely use it for your apple trees and all that as well because it has a high enough middle number. But sometimes if you just want to create blooms and that, like the 153015 is a good one as well um, for fertilizing. And here's one more. Lodgepole pines. Mine was planted two years ago and has died. It's about three feet from the foundation facing south. I'd like to try one more time. Any hints on on how to take care of it? Um, I, I would probably, a lodgepole pine, I would get it further away and especially facing southwest. Try and get it at least six feet away from the house because it's going to be a little bit too big. And that close to the house, there's other things you could plant there, like an upright juniper or, or a cedar or something like that in that area that would do a lot better. So I'd plant it a little bit way further away from the house because it's just probably cooking it right there. So, um, again, water it really well the first time. First year is always important, that slow, deep watering. And if anybody's planting new trees, the water bag works phenomenal on on when you plant new product because and i mentioned when you plant stick the the pot and all into a bigger container of water and just let the root ball get saturated with water before you plant that'll make all the difference as well but right now we're gonna go to Dwayne. good morning Dwayne. hi Dwayne. hey how are you good good how can i help you i'm not too bad hey my daughter and i we just planted a bunch of sunflower seeds yeah and they got about six to eight inches tall. Yep. And then that was it. They just kind of wilted out and dried right up on me. Yeah, that's probably what happened is they maybe just didn't get enough water. You got dried out on you. Well, no, that's used watering them every day. Huh. The soil was still pretty wet and stuff. I was like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Maybe it was just too early. Not do you think fast. you maybe got hit with any of that frost? No, they're in the back window, right inside the house here. Oh, um. Yeah, the only thing I think you're not getting the water down deep enough. Like maybe she's watering the top little bit of the soil and not getting it down into the root, like watering all the way through. Pop one out of the pot and just see what the soil looks like in the pot. Like just put your hand over top of it and flip the pot upside down and see if the bottom of the pot is dry. Okay. And cool. and let me know because it that's it sounds like if it's right in the window, it sounds like it just kind of got cooked. Oh, maybe. Well, yeah, we just left them on the table by the back window because yeah. I was still and if it got, It doesn't take long for them to get cooked, too. If they get dried out once, they basically, that's, it's all it takes. Cool. So you have lots of time to start another one, though. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give awesome. it a, okay. And just put in, start into a bigger pot, like start into a four or six inch pot because then yeah. it has a little more soil to sustain the heat like that. Yeah, we use those little square couplet things. Yeah, so. it, it, those are fine, but you guys got to make sure you're diligent on the watering. It's, and that sounds like it just got cooked one time. Cool, awesome. All right, so give awesome. another try, Dwayne, because once you get sunflowers, it's one that's a, a gorgeous plant, looks awesome, and uh, and it just gives you a big blast of color when you get into later summer. So Yeah, I remember being a kid, we used to grow them up there, and Mom used to bake them in the oven and everything. Oh, yeah, isn't that awesome? Like, I just got a good visual of that. No, we did that a few times with the pumpkin seeds and sunflowers, so awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Dwayne. Okay, thank you very much. Bye-bye.
Yeah, I love those things when you when you think back about something and you get a little uh, flashback in your head of of uh, eating carrots or sunflowers or things when you were a kid and things like that. So, uh, very nice. Right now, I'll probably take a break, Gord. What do you think? Absolutely. I got the big uh, finger saying, yes, sir. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and we're going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Rona. Good morning, Rona. Good morning, Merle. Hi. How can I help you? Well, um, in years past, I wanted to grow basil. I bought a lovely basil plant. I wanted sweet basil. Is that the Genovese? Okay. Um, I don't think it is. Or I'm not 100% sure. I just know a lot of it just says there's so many different basils. Like, I know we get, like, eight different kinds of basil in. Um, usually the the regular just says, like, a sweet basil. It has the big green soft leaves. What is it called? Is it the sweet basil. Oh, my goodness. I have the wrong one. Yeah, there's, it's, uh, there's so much, uh, there's, like, so many different varieties of basil. I have the wrong one. Let me just, and you're thinking it's a Genevieve is what you said? Genevieve. Genevieve. Okay, Genevieve. Okay. I, I thought I had the right one. It's apparently not. Okay, I'll ask, uh, I'll just text Zoe and see if she can respond to me and uh, see if she knows what the name is of for just the regular basil, what the Latin name is. I don't, I don't do the Latin and I should learn more of it. I, I stick with all the retail names because I'm usually down on the floor just chatting with everybody. So, but I know there is so many different uh, different types of of basil. So let me just do this, and I'll just say it on air if she gets back to me in time. Okay, but I I don't know how to how to grow these. Um, they- usually, you just direct seed them um, right into the pot. Like you just get your pot of soil, you put the seeds right in the top, just stick them in the soil a little bit, and then just start watering right in the pot. They don't like to be transplanted as well. Most people um, direct seed. Well, I actually bought a plant as a garden. Okay, yeah. Um, don't overwater is one of the biggest things because they do they will rot out fairly easy. Let them dry out in between watering, and make sure you use it because they'll go to seed fairly quickly. So those are a couple of tips I have for you. And they like to be fed um, like just a twenty twenty twenty. Oh, is that right? Yep. Already. Twenty twenty twenty. Yeah. Keep them in the sun or keep them out of the... Yeah, they like a fair bit of sun. Um, um, just a good bright spot will be great for it. Okay, and I don't know... All right, I, I need to know what... Yeah, I will... Uh, I'm just getting... I uh, just texted uh, Zoe at the store there, and if she gets back to me here, I'll say it on air. Okay. All right, and I could look it up. I'm just... I got a lot of texts and a lot of phone calls I got to try and get through here. Okay, right. I'll see what I can do. Thank you. Sorry, Rona. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Or if, Kath, if you're listening, you want to send me the the, the name of the... I know she texted me on that other thing. If you have the name of the... The Latin name of the common basil, the regular basil. Let's go up to Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. Hey, how can I help you? I have just a quick question. 
question. I love your Green It Up lawn fertilizer. I recommend it to everyone. Awesome. The 1632-6, of course. Yeah. But I'm worried, should I be keeping my dog off it once it's, I apply it? No, it's fine. Um, right after it might get in, it's just a fertilizer though. It's not like a pesticide. So what I would do is just when you, when you sprinkle it in your grass, if you, if you water, you don't have to water right away cause it won't burn it. Mm-hmm. Um, you should be fine. Like I did mine and my dogs were on it the, the same day. So I have you three have little. have no concerns. No, not at all. have a first aid thing washed from skin with Yeah, it's water. just if you put it right on it. Okay. And, and those are a lot of precautions that they have to. That sort of means if you have your hands in it all the time and, you're, and you, you know how we are, we have to protect ourselves from everything. If, if the dogs had there and ate a bag of it or a bunch of it, it wouldn't be good for them. Obviously, it, it could obviously hurt them. Okay. Um, but if it's getting, a, like, after you fertilize, you're getting a couple of kernels on, it's not going to hurt them at all. Excellent. Thank you Alrighty. so much. Have a great day. All right. You as well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, I have lots of... And I wish I would have taken a before and after of my yard because I took over a lawn that was not fed with the Green It Up fertilizer. And I was leery. I'm like, oh, my God, is this going to work as good? And and people know that I I live in... Uh, or I have spruced up my neighbors and stuff like that. So I got to make sure I have green grass. And I'm, I put it on and it took a little bit to get in because of the heat. But, man, I just like... Poof, it just like almost overnight, the green it up kicked in the roots and there was quite a few dead spots from dogs and stuff, but a lot of them had filled in. There's still a little bit left, but I was just like, wow, I couldn't believe it. I should have abs- should have taken a before and after. I'm kind of mad at myself that I didn't um, do that because it would have been a good before and after. All right, let's go to Darcy, Darcia. Hi, Darcia. Hi there. Hi, is it Darcia? Yes, it is. Hi, how can I help you? Um, I overwintered some geraniums. Okay. I didn't take the leaves off. I I took all the dirt off the root. I put them in a brown bag. I put them in my basement, took them out, and planted them in the little compostable pots. And they're just sticks. There's nothing happening with them. Okay. However, they have rooted. Do I give them a little bit more time, or do I? <laughs> did you try? Them? And you did it off of old wood, right? Or was it the uh, no, new growth? No, these were all plants. These were all little plants that I pulled out of my garden. Okay, I know, but I mean, but when you took the cuttings, was it just of the old wood or right off the top? Uh, just off the top. Okay, um, and they're just they're rooted in, but they're when you pop them out of the whole, out of the pot, like turn the pot upside down. Is there nice white roots? Nice and. Hmm, I, I don't know. I'd have to pop okay. one out and find out. Yeah, see if that if the if the white if the roots are all kind of gray and there's no white little hairs in that, um, it sounds like they might be gone. Um, but if you have nice little hairs going, it should be just kicking in. But usually, when you take cuttings of ram, they usually get a fair bit of growth up top. So mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if maybe, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, but well. but if they rooted in, that's weird that you get nothing up top. Unless they got, like, they can, if they're too wet, they can get root rot. Oh, okay. And Maybe that's it. Yeah. And unfortunately, they, they used to be a great product, um, no damp, but they took it off the market. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but there is, yeah, so it sounds like that might be it, but pop one out of the pot. And if you see that, uh, you should be good to go. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Sorry okay. about that. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. 
Welcome back to Lesser Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. And the Genevieve um, basil is a variety of the common sweet basil. So um, yeah, just going on, and thank you so much to my listeners. And uh, I got a few texts that said they sent me the Wikipedia and the other several related species hybrids, also called basil. But the Genevieve is the one of the original ones. And uh, so thank you so much for that. And uh, I always... Uh, I, I like when I get assistance. It sounds good. All right. Let's go to Mervin. Good morning, Mervin. Yeah, good morning, Merle. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Yeah, with uh now I've got some okra plants that I've started indoors. Yeah. And what's the best time to plant them outside? Because you know the weather right now is kind of weird. Yeah, actually you should be fine with those. Okra should be great to go outside now. Oh, okay. Yeah, if they're up and about, get them outside, get them into the garden. You should be good to go. All right, and um, the soil, what kind of soil? Sort of more loamy kind yeah. of soil? Yeah, are you putting them right in the garden or are you going to put them in pots? No, they're going to go in pots. Yep, just get a good soilless mix. We got, like, There's a couple of great, um, just our regular spruce it up plotting mix. Um, there's an organic uh, plant mix if you want that, if you want to stick more organic and try that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, Mervin. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Yeah, sorry. And and Chris, thanks for sending me a text regarding, I misunderstood. I thought she said she took cuttings, but she overwintered the whole plant that didn't come back. And I, I and I haven't done that. I know some people have stuck it in the basement, and they uh, this one she said they she rooted them. I thought she had cuttings, but it doesn't sound, if, the, if they're not getting any roots, um, coming or any white roots in the pots, I would almost think they just got dehydrated over the winter and they didn't come back. I know that's a, I know some people have great luck when they do that, but it's a, it's a tougher one. And I got to give away, if you need to get rid of some junk, um, give me a call and, uh, and mention what plant we were just talking about, the Genevieve and what is it? We just talked about it. If you want a gift card for 1-800-GOT-JUNK, Second caller in, what is the Genevieve? What type of common herb is it? And if you give me a shout, and uh, Gord will get your name and number, and you will be a winner of a $100 gift card towards the services from 1-800-GOT-JUNK, your full-service junk removal company that handles the tough stuff. Just point, and the junk disappears. I know quite a few people have used it, and it works great. They just... Uh, Point, and away goes the junk from our good friends at 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And I'm going to go to the phone line and I'm going to chat with Joyce from Airdrie. Good morning, Joyce. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Well, you were talking in the earlier part of this show about yep. trees that have come and they're not fully growing. Yeah. What did you say to put on them? Um, typically water and then we have a product called Rage Plus that works really well. It gets plants, it almost rejuvenates the root system, gets it nice and healthy, so it's able to take up more more for, or more or energy up into the tree. Oh, Rage Plus, not Pure Spray Green? No, Pure Spray Green is an insecticide. Oh, okay, Rage Plus. Rage Plus. All righty. All right, Joyce. My husband's on his way. Awesome. <laughs> He's done a lot of watering, but it's just not coming back. Perfect. Now's the time to hit it with the Rage Plus. If you've done the watering, that's perfect. Yeah. Okay. And Zoe in today? Yes, she is. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. Thank okay, you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. And let's go to Gail. Good morning, Gail. 
Hi there. Hey, how can I help you? Oh, I got a house plant here, and I believe it's called a kafir lily. Yeah. And it's for people who don't know, it's one of those with the long, slender green leaves. They're yep. ribbed, and they kind of fall over like a waterfall. Yeah. Last year, I had a, a bloom that came up through the middle on a very flat stem. Yep. And I took all the blooms off except for three of them, and I've left them because they started to fill out in a ball. Now, those three balls look like cherry tomatoes, and they're still hard. Are there seeds yeah, in there? Yeah, and what? that's what it's done. It's produced a seed after the flower. Yeah? Yeah. So just take those off, and I'll have a bunch of seeds. Absolutely. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. thanks a lot. Awesome. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. And Judy was our winner of the gift card, $100 gift card from our good friends at uh, 1-800-GOT-JUNK, your full-service junk removal company that handles the tough stuff at this point, and the junk disappears. So good uh, congratulations to Judy. And I got a little bit of time left, and yeah, I got a couple of texts saying, um, let's see here. How do you qualify? Oh, how do you? <laughs> I found coffee grounds to be deterrent for decapitation of my tulips. It's best to sprinkle the ground beside the tulips as soon as the buds develop, and they get a rude surprise for sure. So, coffee grounds seems to be the one that the that the squirrels and whatnot don't like. And uh, I got a few more. Good morning, Merle. This is Jen. I sp- I sent you the photos of my red leaf a couple years ago. Oh, here it is. And but no explanation of the cause. Yeah, she has a red leaf rose. It actually, what's causing it? It's just it, what it needs is some food. It looks like it's just, and you got a bunch of leaf spot on it. So there's a fungus a bit on that, and it just needs. I would just cut that right back. I'd take about a third or or over half of it off, and just let it branch out new and uh, regenerate. You guys got a whole bunch of old growth in there and just try to avoid watering on the leaves, if that makes sense, because then you won't get as much leaf spot on that rose. So hopefully that helps. And that's it for me for this week. Until next week, good gardening, have fun. We'll see you next week. You're listening to us on 770 CHQR.